our Bibles to Second Corinthians chapter 3. And I'll read one verse of scripture. And um, I will share the word of God. I will be building on what I shared in the first service. But I will be going along a different direction altogether. And my prayer is that the Lord, through his word, will be able to do what he has planned to be done. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. In the first service, I spoke on how God used problems to change our lives. In this service, I'm going to speak on how God used people to change our lives. How God is known to use people to change our lives. Your life can be changed by people. And that is what I want to share. But which kind of people are we talking about? That God uses or uses to change our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercies. We appreciate you, Lord, for what you've done. And for what you intend to do through the ministry of God's word right now. We open our mouth and pants and we say, have your way among us. Let it be that the doctrine that will distill upon us, the correction, the reproof, and instruction in righteousness that will come to us, we shall indeed receive them with open heart and receptive spirits and inculcate them into our lives, affecting our behavior and our conduct and helping us to be better people in every respect. Thank you, God, for anointing me to declare your word as an oracle. And thank you because at the end of the day, the profiting of this word will appear. Because we shall see the fruit of it and have reason to rejoice and be glad about this word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How God used people to change our lives. In walking in our lives... And in working on our lives to effect the change that God desires, God is known to use certain agents. God is known to use catalysts to produce the kind of change that he wants to see in our lives, which will help us experience his blessing at a higher level and in a greater way. A catalyst can be defined as a person or a thing that precipitates change. Anything, the introduction of which brings about a change is an agent of change or and a catalyst. So God is known to use, is known to use agents and catalysts in effecting change in our lives. In being able to alter our lives, to vary it, to adjust it, to modify it, to reconstruct it, God is known to use certain agents. In the first service, I spoke about 
the agent, one of the agents that God used, it is the agent of problems. Many Christians resent problems. They do not believe that problem can serve any useful purpose. But that is not right. Because in God's word, we can see several people that God used problems in their lives to change them and make them into better people. Joseph had a dream, he had a vision. But he was a young man with a coat of many colors. He was lazy, he would not go out there to walk. He would stay back at home. And anytime he followed his brother out into the field, whenever he comes back, what he does is to report on them as to what they were doing in the field. He will never touch the walk, but he will report those who are walking on the walk. With all the vision and all the dreams that he had, there was no way that was ever going to come to fruition if he did not learn how to walk. So God did that to effect a change in him. And the easy way we God did it was he made it possible for them, his brothers, to sell him out into slavery. And from becoming a slave, he became a houseboy in the house of Potiphar. As a houseboy, he learned how to work hard. Because when you are a houseboy or you are a house girl, normally you work hard. When others are sleeping, you will be working. But such hard work is necessary if the vision and dreams of your heart will come to pass. Many people have visions and dreams that they talk about, like Joseph was initially talking about them. But their heart, their hands refused to walk. So by the problem he went through in being sold into slavery, and by the problem he went through in being thrown into prison, he learned how to walk. So that problem in his life helped to re-educate him. And eventually helped him in becoming who God had always wanted him to be. God is known to use problems in our lives to effect certain changes because of what he has in mind for us. Some people will never be able to attend to destiny because they do not see the corrective power of problems in making change in their lives. God will always use crisis, difficulties, problems, challenges and at times Many of the things that you and I are facing to change us, those problems are not designed to destroy us. They are just designed to put enough pressure on us so that we'll make the necessary adjustments and modifications in our lives that will help us see the light of day as to what our destiny is all about. In changing our lives, God has always known to use the agent of problems. The word problem simply can be defined as something, a situation or a circumstance that is difficult to bear, difficult to deal with, and hard to understand. When you look at that definition, what that definition gives you is that the effect of problems are always negative because it's difficult to bear, difficult to deal with, and hard to understand. So easily one will say, well, the effect of problem is always negative, but that is not the way it is all the time. The word problem in English may mean difficult to bear, difficult to do it, and hard to understand, but that is not the meaning of the word problem in Greek. In Greek, the word problem is the word probalein. P-R-O-B-A-L-L-E-I-N. Probalein is a marriage of two words. Pro and balein. 
Pro means forward. Balein means I throw. So in the Greek, the word problem actually means something that throws us forward. In that way, it simply means that problem is a constructive, positive, redemptive thing that we need to open our lives to. Problems have a way of changing our lives and bringing our life into shape so that the things that God expects and intends for us to have, we'll be able to have them. So God has been known to use problems as agents of changing our lives. Most people cannot see what God wants to use problems for. But I always say this to people. God can always bring good out of evil. God can always bring victory out of obvious defeat. It was out of the, the killing of Jesus on Calvary's cross. That the Savior resurrected to take care of our sins. God used problem to change our lives. God used problem in the life of Job. Job had problem. He lost all his money. He lost all his children. He lost all his physical wealth. But you see, when you look at Job in chapter 1 of Job, you'll see he was the greatest man in the East. But by the time his problems were over, in the book of Job 42, you discover that he had become the greatest man in the world. It was problem that translated him, that catapulted him, and took him from the greatest one in the east to the greatest one in the world. So problems at times have redemptive qualities. And God has always been known to use it. He used problems for Shadrach, Mishak, and Abednego. Shadrach, Mishak, and Abednego. You know what happened to them? They were carried as slaves from their country. They were brought into a country to which they did not belong. That was a problem. They were put in a school and they were trained and they were schooled and it was discovered. But they were 20 times brighter than all the other children and eventually they came when another problem came. Some people who hated them without a reason set them up for destruction. They said, well, anybody who calls upon any other God apart from the Nebuchadnezzar who does not bow down to the given image of Nebuchadnezzar, let him be thrown into this very furnace. On the day when that was set up, they made sure they heated the fiery furnace seven times more than the normal temperature. It was a problem. But it was out of that fiery furnace that they came out and according to Daniel chapter 3 verse 30, they began to prosper. So God has always been known to use problem, pain, difficulty, sorrow, sufferings as a tool for changing us. I told them in the first service, that my life was changed by the difficulties I've gone through. If there is any patience and persistence and endurance and a good character quality which I have survived up till now, these were things that were baked in the furnace of affliction. Affliction has a way of making us better instead of bitter if we respond to it properly. So in the first service I talked about various ways in which God is known to use problems. I'm not intending to go over them anymore in case you need an update. I will encourage you to get the message. I will encourage you to get the message. God uses our problems, uh, uses problems to direct us. Number two, God uses problems not just to direct us, but to inspect us. Number three, God uses problems to correct us. 
Number four, God used problems to protect us. Number five, God used problems to perfect us. And then number six, I did not even say that in the first service. God used problems to promote us. There was never anybody in the Bible who went through a problem and came out of the problem to the original place where they were before the problem started. There was never a woman who had a problem with childbearing who bore an ordinary child. There was never a woman in the Bible who had problem with childbearing who bore a woman. All of them bore males. All of them bore males without exception. That is to let you know that God used problem to promote us. Job was promoted after he went through that nine months ordeal. Joseph was promoted from being an ordinary slave to the prime minister of Egypt. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were promoted. Daniel was promoted. Never did anyone go into a problem in Bible, in the word of God, and who never experienced promotion. Promotion comes from God. Psalm 75, verse 6 and 7. But many, many times, people only talk about the promotion as being from God. They don't talk about the process. At times, the process could be through the valley of the shadow of death. On the way to promised land, the journey may not be easy. It could be full of uh, curves and dents and maneuverings. But God is done to use these things in a way to bring out the best for us. We know that all things work together for good. For them who love God, who are they called according to his purpose. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 and Romans 8 18 he said, we know that the sufferings of this present times are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. So there is a glory that is revealed that God ensures revealed by using the problems we go through in our favor. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 for our light afflictions. You know, many, many times some people will claim Nahum 1.9 Affliction shall not rise a second time. That is a good thing to claim. But let me say this. There are certain things you will never get. There are certain places you will never get to. There are certain things you will never have. There are certain things you will never do. Except through the value of the shadow of death. Except through certain problems. Certain things will never happen. You know, a woman cannot give birth to a baby who is a bundle of joy without some pangs of delivery pains. No pain, no gain. So, God knows how to use all these things in a way to further his purpose in our lives. So, God knows how to use these problems and he has always been known to use problems to effect changes in our life. But problems are not the only agent. They are not the only catalyst that God uses to change our lives. Though we know that God is the one who ultimately changes us, he may choose and allow people to be a means of grace to help us change people helping people to change is not a foreign concept people helping people to change is not a foreign concept whether it's intentional or unintentional it is not a foreign concept when we say god is helping us to change he can use problems and he can use people. Let me say something to you that will probably shock you. You may never probably have looked at it before. When God was going to change the life of Job eventually, all of us talk about 
and the Lord blessed the latter end of, of Job more than the beginning. But do you know that it was people that God used to change the life of Job financially? Whatever thing God has blessed me with, it is people that God have used. God have used people to change my life. People are vital organs in the process of change. I want to show you this. Some years ago, I looked at it. God changed the life of Job by people. Open to Job chapter 42. And I want to read something to you, which when I saw years ago, I was shocked. What was it that God used to reinstate the wealth of Job? What was it that God used to start out Job? The story of every rich man was that someone helped them. Someone helped them. Someone helped them. Someone helped them. God used someone for them. Somebody is still a key to where you are going. Somebody is a key to what you desire. And the Bible says in Job 42, and I read from verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Look at that. It was his prayer for his friends that became the reason why God turned his captivity. So, in the final analysis, it was his friends that provided the manure, the ground, into which he sowed, thereby changing his life again. Do you know by helping someone, your own life can change? By helping someone, something positive can happen to you? I know a young man today who lives in the United States, a very rich medical doctor. How did he get to live there? Now he has a heart to help people. People, just help people. Just help people. So one day he was in this hospital in Abuja. He didn't know who was who. And this man came after the office had closed. But he stayed behind to study. He stayed behind to read his books. Because he was preparing for his exams. And this man knocked on the door and said, Can, can you please treat me? Evidently, there are some of the people that we know. They say, well, it's closed. Come tomorrow. There's no space here. We, we've finished. We've closed for the day. I'm only staying back. He said, when I came in, I noticed that everybody was gone, but I just felt that I should enter. So I entered and I saw you here. Can you help me, please? And he looked at him and said, well, no problem. That is why we are here to help. Who knew? Who knows whether it was for these reasons? And not that I was going to study that God said I should stay behind. So he listened to the man. The man told him the story of his condition and told him everything. And he treated him well. He diagnosed him. He gave him a prognosis. He recommended injection. He had to do it. He had to give him the injection because nurses had already gone home. The place was already closed down. He didn't know who he was dealing with. He told him, he said, tomorrow evening around this time, come and see me again. He treated this man and this man never said anything about himself to this particular young doctor. He never disclosed who he was or where he was or what he was looking for. He treated him like he will treat anybody just along the way that he will help. After one week of treatment, the man now came in the, in the, in the clear day with the paraphernalia of his office. He came with his special assistant and said everything and pointed and said, that's the man there. That's the man there. The, the, the young doctor was looking. That's the man there. What's going to happen? What's going on here? And he said, the young, one of the young officers said, please, can you follow us? Can you follow us? So he followed him. He never knew that this young man was a very powerful businessman. One of the Mongols in this country. He never knew him. 
because he never took interest in all those things knowing who is who knowing who has what no no who is what took out the lungs on his shirt this man was given some sums of money six figures in cash and he was also given an offer of whatever country he wants to live in the world that he was going to help him to relocate and settle him on whatever he needed ranging from a house to a car and everything he needs to settle down a single bachelor bachelor that's how this young man said i want to go to america he felt he should give him the hard the man said it's very easy he said let me call the the embassy uh what do you call it now uh, the the ambassador let me call him he stood there and called he said i'm sending one young man to you tomorrow please help prepare his papers he's going on my ticket to so and so place to cut a long story short the young man is now settled in america i saw him years ago in chicago i visited him now what was it god used someone for him somebody he had never met somebody had, that's why you don't despise people proverbs 14 21 he said he that despises his neighbor i mean seen it and proverbs 11 21 say he whosoever despises his neighbor is lacks wisdom so look at that also the lord gave job twice as much as he had before now they said the lord gave job twice as much as he had of course john chapter 3 verse 27 said the man can receive nothing except is given to him from above but how was it that the lord gave him twice as much as he had verse 11 then came there unto him all his brethren all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house and they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the lord had brought unto him every man also gave him a piece of money and everyone an earring of gold that was how job started life again who helped him to start people people who helped him to start people as you shut the door in the face of people in your life you are shutting all the resources that god intends to use to change your life god used jonathan for david god used samuel for saul god used paul for timothy god is always using people for people god is always using people god used nathan the prophet for solomon because i don't think i was going to take over government and organize a coup he was going to dethrone his father but when the prophet of god had and the priest they came together and ensured that david made sure solomon became king while he was still alive what am i saying god is what who changes us but he uses agents or what we call catalysts to be able to ensure this god allowed people to be a means of grace by which he helps us god puts a value on people and there is major tool in his instrument case when it comes to helping you and i to change there is someone who can help effect the change to your life that you are seeking all that person needs is for his heart to be controlled by god and to be able to help you i have seen it on several locations that supernaturally help had come from god through the men that he had touched the bible tells us in psalm 17 14 men indeed men are god's hand if god is going to change the situation he will use men get your admission to the university he will use men get you a contract that will give you a lot of profit he will use men he's always been known to use men because you have not met the right men that may be the reason why your life has not changed 
But you see, in this year of change, we need to open our hearts and pray that God will send us men. As believers who are interested in change in any area of our lives, it is important to be open to some people as they will help us change with our cooperation. So, another agent catalyst that God uses to change our life is not just problems, but God is known to use men. Men. God is always looking for men. Our confidence should not be in men, but in God. And God, in his own selective way, knows what man to choose to help effect the change that you and I desire in our lives. God is always known to use men. Today, by the grace of God, I want to look at six different kind of people that God will always use to change our lives. If you don't have these kind of people, you are going to have to produce them. You are going to have to look for them. You are going to have to search for them because of the value and the importance and the significance of what their contributions are to changing your life. Very, very important. You need the following people. You need the following people because God used the following kind of people to change our lives. He used them to change Jesus' life. He used them to change Paul's life. He used them to change Joseph's life. Do you know it was a group of men who changed Joseph's life? It was not his dream ability. He could dream. He could interpret dreams. But he had to be people that he was going to do it for. The chief baker and the chief butler. It was when he interpreted his dream that everybody knew he had the gift. And when the time came that that gift was going to be relevant, it was somebody who said, ah, I know. It was someone that was used for David to become the musician that played to Saul when his demons came on him. Somebody said, I know somebody. I know somebody. I have been in places to preach that I had not known anybody there, but someone there happened to know me. And he told them, I know somebody. I know somebody. You see, that is how God will use people. People that you meet, you must make sure you invest in them. Because though now they may not evidently seem to have anything to offer you, but the day will come when circumstance and situation will create that need. And someone said, I know somebody who can interpret this dream. When Pharaoh had a dream, he didn't know what to interpret it about. That was when the chief butler for whom Joseph had interpreted his dream in the prison said, I know somebody. I know somebody. So there are all the people around you are assets. I preached a message years ago titled, Our Unused Assets. You see, the people around you are valuable products. They are important. They are significant people. But you see, what they will be able to do for you will be based on how you look at them. How you look at them. I remember some years ago, a pastor went to the United States of America in Atlanta. And I saw this pastor. I knew he used to pastor a small church in Ikiri. A small church of probably 150 people. So I saw him in this big church in Atlanta. And I said, how did you get here? <laughs> how did you get to Atlanta? You are now having an American passport. A man from Ikiri. Where they only make the do. How did you get here? So the man looked at me and said, do you know something? A 15 year old girl in our church was one who linked me 
with the person who files for me in America here. He said, that girl is still in Nigeria. But that girl linked me with the person who filed for me. Who was here in America. Who happened to be his father then. And is still his father up till now. He said, this girl who just come to church. Young, 15 year old. He said, every time I see her, I say, my daughter. And she said, ah, daddy, daddy, how are you? He said, I used to ask, where is your father? He said, oh, my father is in America. What does your father do? Oh, my father is an oil. He works in the oil industry there. And he's in a place known as Alaska. And so on and so forth. He said he never made anything of it. He never thought it to be anything. He said, just say, my daughter, how are you? He draw the little girl and hug the little girl. I mean, he was just pitying her. And look at this small girl alone coming to church. Because she was the only one that was coming to church at 15. No sister, no brother. She just come on assuming and she would go and greet the pastor after the service with the bible that was almost as big as she was and she would greet the pastor and the pastor said my daughter and hug her so a day came and said, he now came to the pastor and said pastor my daddy is visiting nigeria and i've told him that i want him to meet you because of how good you have been to me because of how valuable you, you see when people despise and overlook others they don't know that they're the one losing when they are rude to people they have never met they don't know they're the one losing when they disregard people because those people do not have stature, they do not know that they have something. Silver or gold, Peter did not have, but he had such as I have. Give her to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise and walk. So the girl came and told Pastor, Pastor, the service, say, Pastor, I just want you to come and meet my daddy's home only for three days, just to say hello to him because I've been talking so much about you to him. So he went and met the man. He sat down there and the man greeted him. The man said, Oh, my daughter has been full of praises of you. He's been telling me how much you preach and how important those pledges have been to her life and how she has changed and so on and so forth. And the man said, well, we're only doing what we're supposed to do in a place like Ikiri. I mean, one around 50 people in the church, but he put value on only one around 50 people. He gave them himself totally and absolutely with all of his heart, soul and might. And eventually, to cut a long story short, he now asked him, he said, do you want to live in America? He said, live in America? He said, I live in Ikiri, among my people. Do you want to live in America? He said, well, I will visit America, but to live in there, I don't know. He said, well, even if you don't want to live there, I can give you the connection that will give you the American papers. Uh, the Ikiri man woke up suddenly. America, okay. Amen. So he said, okay, sir. Okay, sir. Go and bring your passport. Go and bring this. Go and bring this. He sent it. The man went back to America. The next thing was that the American embassy called him by phone and said, look, somebody has filed for you. He has already completed everything about your movement. He has paid for everything. All you need to do is just come with your passport and um, visa to stay in America. Settlement visa. Hey! Hey! By that time, when that happened, the little girl had finished secondary school and had gone to join the parents in the United States. To call to long story short, and he killed a pastor, went to America and set up a church in Atlanta. Massive church today, blessed of the Lord. Who did God use? 15 year old girl. Who did God use to clean Lamas? Naman. It was not Elisha, it was the house girl. The house girl. Do not despise people. Do not look down on anybody. A house girl. He looked at the man struggling, you know. The man was a war general. He had all the stars. Everybody respected him. When they were going to say, son! Everybody cleared the road. But they left. The Bible said, but 
he was a leper. No solution to his leprosy. A, a consuming disease that eats people up while they are still living. Your finger begins to drop up. There's nothing you can do. The corner of your nose begins to disappear. The corner of your eyes begins to disappear. Your knees, your skin, everything becomes tough and turgid. You can hardly walk without pain. The girl said to the woman, he said, who to God? If my master, the war general, were to be in Samaria, I know a prophet who will clean him. The woman said, eh? Before they knew it, one thing led to another. That was how that man was helped. Agent of change in our lives. Agent of change in our lives. I can give you stories and testimonies about people who were changed by people who did not even have anything with which they can change anybody. But they were only used as agents. God knows how to use the smallest of people for us. It is not the size of who. God used that matters, but the part, the, what matters is that God is the one that is at the back of it. God is known to use people. He can use people to change your life, change your finances. Change your life, change your finances. Let me give you another testimony here. Wonderful story. Ah, this man went to a place where they sell cars. They went to a place where they sell cars. He wanted to buy a car for his wife. A brand new car. And he had a color in mind. One man who did not have anything doing. Strolled into where they were selling these cars. And he was surprised. He didn't have money. He was just doing what we call window shopping. And he was looking at the cars. One after the other. And this other one that he saw. He was pricing it. He was just discussing. While he was discussing. This man who wanted to buy a car for his wife. A particular color. A particular model came and he wanted to buy the same car this man wanted to buy so he asked him he asked him he said you want to buy the car the man said oh yes i want to buy it now the man who said he wanted to buy the car did not have the money to buy the car but he said he wanted to buy it oh you want to buy it say okay now this man came with the daughter a little girl came with the daughter but that color that car also had other colors but the color the man was prizing was the one this woman, this man wanted to buy for his wife, who was the mother of this girl. So, uh, the man who did not, when, 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 when he saw that that man wanted to buy the car, he now stayed there. He was not discussing as to how to pay. The man said, why don't you allow me to buy the car? Eh? You go and find another car. You know what the little girl said? He said, why don't you buy this car and buy him another color and give it to him? The man said, that's a good idea. He said, will you agree? The man said, yes, 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 yes. That man's life was changed by a little girl's suggestion. A little girl's suggestion. A little girl's suggestion was what changed his life. Now, there are certain people that God used and will always use to change our lives. And therefore, you need such people in your life. I want to run through about six of them very quickly. So that you can see why you need such people. Number one, the first kind of people that God will use to change your life are people we call role models. Every one of us, we need a role model. A role model. Somebody who is a model of the role you want in your life. Now, the term role model generally means any person 
who serves as an example whose behavior is emulated by others a role model is someone who serves as an example and whose behavior is emulated by others you need a role model as a businessman you need a role model as a student you need a role model as a believer because if you have a role model then you can keep looking at that person and begin to desire and begin to covet and begin to long for to see in your life the things that are in that person's life and as you desire it you will now begin to make alterations and adjustments and modifications to your life so that you can conform to that role model that you have before you in the bible paul kept reminding his followers to have him as their role model he told them in philippians 3 17 that they should be his, they should follow him he told them in second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 7 that he is he is an example to them he told them in first corinthians 4 16 he told them in first corinthians 11 1 be ye followers of me even as i'm of christ we need role model role models will help to adjust you will help to modify you we help to make you into the kind of person that they are if you are a singer you need a role model donny mcclockon don boyne uh, uh ron kinoli alvin slaughter these are role models you need role models if you're an instrumentalist you need role models god will use role models to change our lives god will always make you meet people whose grace and quality you will desire you need such people in your life people you can look up to and people the quality in their lives that you see that you want to begin to see in your life jesus spoke about himself being a role model to us as believers john 13 15 he said i have given you as an example as i have done even so do ye first peter 2 21 christ have left for us an example that we should follow in his steps though many young people frequently choose role models from among celebrities and they emulate their appearance and manners and hairstyle and speech but as a believer we should not choose unbelievers as our role model we should not choose unbelievers as our role model i know some girls will make a hairstyle when you say what is the name of that hairstyle i said anita baker uh, what is the name of that kind of hair uh, uh, the one when you scrape all this place scrape all this place and leave a ridge in the middle of the head like uh, like igbe, 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 they call it a name now you see that is people who are trying you see they have a role model that they are aspiring to be like and so they are beginning to change their lives so that they will look more like their role model role models change their lives if somebody doesn't have a role model in ministry you will discover his ministry will not be exciting but if you have somebody who is running ahead of you somebody who is doing better somebody who is fruitful somebody who is progressing somebody who have results to show and you now make such a person a role model god will use him and what he's doing to change your life i know in the early days of ministry i had a role model in kerethekin's studio i mean i want to talk like him i went to tulsa 
I sat down there and looked at him the way he walked when he preaches. I looked at him the way he held the microphone. I looked at him the way he got revelations from scriptures. And I longed. And I longed. And, I, and as I was longing, my ministry was beginning to look like his ministry. My preaching and anointing was beginning to look like his anointing. I was beginning to absorb and walk in the grace in which he walked in for my own level. Role models help us. God used role models. God set somebody before us that you and I can use to refashion, remodel, uh, to, to vary and structure and pattern our life after life after. Our role models, I want to share with you some six things you need to consider in choosing a role model. Because role models will influence you. I mean, you can write that down. Role models will influence you. Because of the importance of role models, we need to be careful. In whoever we choose as a role model, let us be guided by the following things. Number one, as a child of God. When you want to choose a role model, choose someone who has a lot of confidence in God. Someone who has a lot of courage in himself. Someone who is not timid. And someone who has a lot of confidence in his ability. A good role model is someone who knows who they are. If you want to choose a role model, choose somebody who knows who he is. Somebody who is a miracle going somewhere. Somebody, when you look at their lives... You know. You want somebody, if you want to choose a woman, you want somebody who will not pretend to be who they are not. Don't choose somebody who is faking it. Choose somebody who has it. Don't choose somebody who is behaving like Benihim. Choose Benihim. Choose somebody who is original in terms of what he carries. That is the first thing you need to consider. Number two, when you want to choose a role model, consider someone who thinks it is all right to be unique. It is all right to choose somebody who believes that it is all right to be yourself. You don't have to be like him. You can copy what you want to copy from him, but retain your individuality. Not somebody who says, you only have it in place if you are like me. No. A role model is somebody to just give you a pattern of what your life should be like. There can never be another Benihim. There can never be another Kenneth Hagin. There can never be another Kenneth Copeland. There can never be any another T.D. Jakes. What these people do as role models is to provide you a pattern after which you can long. There can never be another Reverend George anyway. There can never be. But you see, he can give you the things that you can follow after and desire to acquire and to reflect in your life. God uses role models to change our lives. Role models to change our lives, change our ministry. I know some people that Reinhard Bonke is their role model. I know some people Rodney Howard Brown is their role model. I know some people that Jerry Savell is their role model. I know some people that Kenneth Copeland is their role model. I know some people that Crefrock Dollar is their role model. So consider someone who thinks it is alright to be yourself. Number three. In choosing the role model, 
think about someone who interacts well with others. Someone who is kind and can communicate well with people. Someone who interacts well with others. Because there is no way you can tap into this grace except you have access. Jesus was accessible. More accessible than some modern pastors. Some modern pastors have a lot of paraphernalia around them that is irritating. I mean, think about someone who interacts well. When I went to a Kenethagin camp meeting and I met Kenethagin, he shook everybody's hand. He mixed with us. He talked with us. Especially those of us from Africa. He hugged us. He had a special session for us. He never looked down on us. Never thought we were nobodies. Though we looked like those in those days. But you see, choose someone who can communicate. Somebody who, who mixes well. Someone who is kind. That's one of the reasons why we are able to draw very close to Benson in the I mean, when you go to Benson in the you never shake your hand. He will embrace you, full body embrace. He will speak, he speaks Hausa, English, Yoruba, fluently. Igbo, he speaks all the major languages fluently. He will sit with you on the table. He was not someone that you never had access to. Because whoever you are going to pattern your life after must not be someone who will derail you. Number four. Look for someone who is living a life the way you like to. He is living a, the life the way you will like to. In other words, you see yourself in him. You are just a small version of who he is. That's who you look for. Look for someone who is living life the way you love to live. If a businessman were, uh, were in Buffett, not that you're a businessman, but you want to be like a, a Benny Hinn, what has that got to do with you? Let them be living the kind of life you want to live. That is who your role model should be. Because some of us want role models that are not doing what our remember role model is a model for the role that you and i want to play a teacher should desire a role model of someone who teaches a businessman should desire a role model in the industry where you are in the industry where you are your industry is different now this is how god used people for us Get someone who is where you are going. Fix them before your eyes. Focus on them. Look for someone who is living life the way you want, you, you will like to. If you want to be a farmer, or passenger is a role model. <laughs> if you want to be a politician, it may not be a role model good enough for you, but... There are certain things is there are certain things he knows where to do. You will see in him the kind of person you want to be when you get to that age, when you get to that point in life. Number five. And looking for a role model, find someone who does not always take credit for what they do. 
Look for someone who does not always take credit for what they do. Because if they take credit for what they do, whatever your achievement becomes in life, they will think you owe them forever. Because you are going to achieve what you are going to achieve. He's going to show you the way. He's not going to make the way for you. God is the one who is the way maker. He will show you what to do. You will have the one doing it. If you want a role model, don't look for a role model that will imprison you forever. Somebody will do a little thing for you and we don't allow you to rest. Oh, I taught him everything he knew. You don't need that person. You don't need that person. You need that person who will teach you and who will also appreciate the fact that you are a good student and that whatever you have become is more due to how you took your teaching than the teaching itself. Somebody who will not upbraid you for whatever little thing they do. That is the kind of role model you should go for. Some of us who will never play football, you say, I want to be Wayne Rooney. How will you? Wayne Rooney cannot be your role model. Somebody who is 35 years old already. He said, I want to be Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is not even that. Number six, look for someone who may have done something or are doing something you find admirable. They have done something or they are doing something that you find admirable. Wow. This person has built several hospitals. I'm studying philanthropists of years gone by because I'm looking for a philanthropist that I will make my role model. I want to change my life so that I will be able to do philanthropic work. Look for somebody who has done something or they are doing something that you admire. They are building skyscrapers. You are just a young developer like uh, Amosu. You are just starting out as a young developer. Take people like Donald Trump who are big estate, estate developers and pattern your life. Read their biography. Learn the secret of how they started, what they went through, where they grew from. If you are going to hotel here, look for someone who is already successful. 